Baseball is all in Brooklyn today, for it's October 1 at Ebbets Field, and the frenzy is caused by the dramatic Dodgers and their participation in the World Series of 1952. For the sixth time, the Dodgers have brought the honor of playing a World Series to Brooklyn. At the peak of all this excitement in Brooklyn is Charlie Dressen, manager of the Dodgers, and his opponent is Casey Stengel, wily pilot of the American League's 19-time pennant winner, the New York Yankees. But today, both managers forget the hard-fought battles of the regular season. Dressen is named Joe Black. The National League Rookie of the Year is his starting pitcher. Right-hander Black's coolness and ability have earned him this spot, and he has keen opposition in another right-hander, Allie Reynolds, who faces the Dodgers in this first game of the 1952 series. Reynolds, a 20-game winner, also topped the American League pitchers for earned run honors this year. The Dodgers' Roy Campanella will catch Joe Black, and Yogi Berra will work with Reynolds for the Yankees. Commissioner of Baseball Ford Brick and Mrs. Brick are early arrivals. His presence brings the official prestige of his high office. National League President Warren Giles is here too as top representative of his league. Bucky Harris, manager of the Washington Senators, has his encouragement to the American League's cause. Steve O'Neill, manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, will be rooting for a National League victory. Other well-known spectators include Fred Sy and Bob Carpenter. Sy is president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and Carpenter is head man of the Phillies. Excited fans await the start of the 1952 series, and they grow silent as the stars and stripes are raised with respectful ceremony to symbolize our country's patriotic devotion to the ideals of fair play and sportsmanship. The umpires gather to receive the official starting lineups and to clarify the ground rules for both teams. The crowd's pulse quickens as the Brooklyn team takes the field. Joe Black walks to the mound to meet his crucial test. The honor of pitching the first ball is given to young Russell Nixon, the Cincinnati American Legion Junior Player of the Year. After the young champions toss, game number one is officially underway. Hank Bauer is the first Yankee batter to face Black. And he flies to Pop going left field. In the Dodger half of the second, Jackie Robinson leads off. With a 3-2 count, Jackie wallops a home run into the lower left field stands for the first score of the series as the Brooklyn fans go wild. In the top half of the third, Gil McDougall drives a Yankee home run into the left field stands and the score is tied at one and one. Stung by the clout, Black strikes out Billy Martin. Does the same to Allie Reynolds and ends the inning with his third straight strikeout. This one on Bauer. With two away in the Brooklyn third, Cox walked and is out stealing on a throw from Barrett to Rizzuto as Phil makes a spectacular tag on the play. Yankee fifth. McDougal walks. On Martin's single to left, McDougal is called out at third. Half go to Cox. 
was out, Pasco makes a diving, sliding catch of Bauer's fly to retire the side without a score. Still tied at one run each and two out in the Dodgers' sixth, Pee Wee Reese singles. Takes second on Reynolds' wild pitch. Duke Snyder, Brooklyn center fielder, is the hitter. Here's the pitch, and there it goes. A home run, high over the scoreboard in right field. The Duke scores behind Reese and sends the Dodgers into a 3-1 lead. At the beginning of the eighth, Gene Woodling bats for pitcher Reynolds. And triples high off the center field wall. When Bauer flies to Snyder, Woodling scampers home after the catch, and the score reads Dodgers three, Yankees two. Ray Scarborough now pitches for the Yanks in the Dodger eight. With two out, Ray slams a home run into the lower left field stand. With that wallop, he adds another tally to the Brooklyn total. It's four to two, Dodgers. Two men are out in the Yankee ninth. Noren looks at a third strike to end the game. Noren is Black's sixth strikeout victim, and the Dodgers are victorious four to two, and Joe Black is Mr. Brooklyn in the eyes of thousands of fans. This was the 57th mound appearance for Black this season. He allowed only six hits to start the Dodgers off right in the series test. Black was ably backed by teammates Robinson, Snyder, and Reese wall connected for home runs. Game number two at Brooklyn's Ebbets Field finds more baseball celebrities on hand. Del Webb, vice president of the Yankees, and George Weiss, general manager of the same team, are particularly interested spectators. While Horace Stoneham, the New York Giants president, looks to another National League triumph today. Frank Lane, general manager, and Chuck Comiskey, vice president of the Chicago White Sox, are also attentive fans. Grateful Brooklyn followers present the home run trio of game number one, Schneider, Robinson, and Reese, with a huge bat to honor their power at the plate. Pitcher Carl Erskine is picked by Dodger manager Dressen, and the Yankees send right-hander Vic Rashi out to twirl for them. Erskine is encouraged by teammates as the game gets underway. The Dodgers tally first in the third inning. And the Yanks even it up at one to one in their half of the fourth when Mickey Mantle, who had gotten on with a double and moved to third on Woodling's out, scores on Bearer's fly to Furillo. They add another in the fifth and go into the sixth holding a 2-1 edge over the Dodgers. Mantle first up 
Beats out a drag bunt. Then Woodling drives the hit to center. After the runners advance in a wild pitch, Barra walks to fill the bases. Billy Lowe's makes his first World Series appearance as he is called in to replace Erskine. Mantle scores when Hodges drops a double play throw. Then McDougal beats out a hit to score Woodling. Young Billy Martin ties into the first pitch for a home run into the left field stand. It scores Collins and McDougal ahead of him. And the inning produces five Yankee runs on four hits and one Dodger error. The Dodgers ninth. On the short end of a 7-1 score, and with two gone, Furillo strikes out, swinging to end the second game. The victory is big Vic Rashi. His three-hit pitching with nine strikeout victims has drawn the Yankees even at one all. series moves to Manhattan and Yankee Stadium. Two left-handers oppose each other today. Ed Lopat for the Yankees, while battle-wise, Preacher Rowe loosens up for Charlie Dressen's Dodgers. Brooklyn coaches Billy Herman and Cookie Lavagetto look the Yankees over. For both Yankee coaches Bill Dickey and Frank Crosetti, this is World Series number 13. Mrs. Casey Stengel is on hand early to encourage her husband. Mickey Mantle, who's hitting Spark Game 2, chats with the Spengel. Charlie Dressen discusses Dodger tactics with the team's president, Walter O'Malley. Another noted spectator is Will Harrods, president of the American League. Lopat takes the mound. The third game is underway. The game is scoreless as the Yankees' second inning finds Bauer on second base, two men out. Breacher Rowe passes Billy Martin intentionally. Lopat with a 3-2 count, belts a single to center to score Bauer, and the Yanks move into a 1-0 lead. Here's an incident at the start of the third that brought a warning to the fans from the field announcer. Now watch it. Guerrillo gets a ground rule double. Reese beats out a bunt. Moving Furillo to third. And Robinson flies deep to Mantle, scoring Furillo. This run gives the Dodgers a 1-1 tie. Brooklyn took the lead 2-1 by adding a run in the fifth. Robinson and Campanella both single to open the Dodger eighth. And on path goes fly to Woodling, Robinson scores from third to give Brooklyn a 3-1 edge. In their half of the eighth, the Yanks make it 3-2 with Barrow's home run into the right field stand. With one out in the Dodger ninth, 
Reese and Robinson both single. Lopat is replaced by Tom Gorman. Gorman falls victim to a double steal. Then with two out and Pasco at bat, both Reese and Robinson score and a pass ball. Here it is, Yogi. So with two runs on three hits, the Dodgers take a commanding 5-2 lead. Johnny Mize batting for Gorman. Lots a home run in the ninth. But that's the last score for the Yanks. They lose the third game, 5-3. And Brooklyn's cool, crafty left-hander, Preacher Rowe, walks from the mound with a victory that gives the Dodgers an important 2-1 advantage in the series. Winner of the opener will start game number four for Brooklyn. Joe worked the first game with all the calmness of a pitcher with years of major league experience. He is pitted against Ali Reynolds, who has four previous series victories to his credit. In the Dodger first, we find Reese on base with one out. Snyder swings at a Reynolds offering, and Martin trips, throws wildly, and Reese goes to third. Robinson strikes out. Campanella strikes out. And the scoring chance is lost. It's nothing-nothing score going into the Yankee fourth. But big John Mize wraps one into the right field stands for a home run to put the Yanks ahead one to nothing. Yogi Berra's at bat. And he sends a drive away out to the center field scoreboard. But Snyder commits daylight robbery with a sensational one-hand catch. The inning ends with the Yanks holding a 1-0 lead. It's the Dodgers' fifth. After Pafko's single and Hodges' walk, Guerrillo sacrifices both runners along. Trying to pull a squeeze play, Black misses the pitch, and Pafko is tagged out by Berra to ruin a fine scoring opportunity. Still 1-0 Yanks, and John Rutherford comes in in the eighth to pitch for the Dodgers. Mantle gets one he likes for a tremendous drive over Snyder's head in dead center field, more than 440 feet from the plate. It's a three continues on home when Reese throws wild on the play. With his team on the short end of a 2-0 score in the Dodger ninth, when Campanelle is thrown out by McDougal, the fourth game is over, and the series goes into a 2-2 tie. Ice-blooded Allie Reynolds wrapped this one up, allowing only four hits. His masterful pitching brought the Yankees a 2-0 shutout victory. 
Sunday in New York and 70,536 fans packed Yankee Stadium for game number five. Casey Stengel gives sage advice to his young trio, Mantle, Martin, and McDougal. Yule Blackwell warms up for the Yankees, while Carl Erskine is named again to do the Dodger pitching to avenge his second game defeat. Jimmy Dykes, manager of the Philadelphia Athletics, is on hand to watch the tiebreaker game. Yankee coaches Jim Turner and Frank Crusetti check strategy before the contest. The Dodgers pick up a run in their second inning. In the Yankee half, Woodling sends one out to right field. The blow sends Andy Pasco up against the railing of the stands where he makes a leaping gloved hand catch to spoil a Yank threat to tie the score. Now in the Dodger fifth with runners on first and second, nobody out. Billy Cox moves both base runners along with a sacrifice bunt. Then when Woodling races back to snag Reese's long fly, Hodges scores. Duke Snyder wallops one into the right center field stands near the Yankee bullpen for a home run. The scores Erskine ahead of him. The Dodgers lead four to nothing. Yankee fifth. After Bowers walk, Martin bounces a single through the center of the diamond. Irv Noren hitting for Blackwell, flaps a base hit into the same spot to score Bauer and send Martin to third. After Martin scored on a force play, which left McDougal on first, Rizzuto punches a base hit into right field. With Mantle out of the way, Mize blasts a home run deep into the right field stands. It's his third round tripper in three games. The hit also scores McDougal and Rizzuto and gives the Yanks a 5-4 edge. Dodger seventh with Johnny Sane now pitching for the Yanks. Fox is on second with two away. Snyder drives a low line single into center field. To score Cox and tie up the ball game. Five and five. At the end of the night with the score still knotted up. The umpires huddle and decide that the big park's lights are needed. So as the Dodgers open the tent, the arcs go on. Johnny Sane, first man up for the Yanks, hits a slow bounder past the mound. Here is the complete action on Robinson's throw to first baseman, Gil Hodges. And the tenth inning ends with the score still tied as the crowd follows each thrilling play. Dodger 11th with one out. Cox lines a single by McDougal. The hit and run sign is on. Reese lines through center. Sending Cox to third. Schneider up. 
with two strikes. He drives a double off the right field bullpen railing and sends Cox over with a tie-breaking run. The timely hit is Snyder's third and his fourth run batted in in this pulse-pounding fifth game. It's the Yankee 11th. With one away, Myers is robbed of another home run when Furillo races out to the low barrier in right field to make a leaping catch of a drive that seemed headed for the seats. Barrow, he takes a strike, then runs the count to two and two. He looks at a call third strike that ends the ball game. It's the Dodgers six and Yankees five as Brooklyn pulls ahead again, three games to two. Erskine is mobbed as he leaves the field. The proud winner of a game in which he pitched baseball that was among the gems of series history. In only two of 11 frames did the right-hander give up any safeties to the Yankees. Plucky Carl Erskine, victim of a five-run Yankee uprising, pitched nine hitless innings, although they were not consecutive. Duke Snyder shared honors with the Hoosier hurler, and Andy Pafko and Carl Fiorillo each saved the day with leaping, back-bending catches. The series moves to Ebbets Field. Young Billy Lowe's warms up for the Dodgers. His pitching during the season was an important factor in the pennant drive. Reliable Vic Rashi will go to the mound for the Yanks. He's back for his second start after one win. It's a pitcher's duel in early innings, but here in the Dodgers' sixth, Duke Snyder whams the first ball thrown him over the right field screen for a home run. It's his third of the series and puts the Dodgers in front, one to nothing. The battle of homers goes on as Yogi Berra belts one in the Yanks' seventh. It's his second of the series. After Woodling singles and takes second on Lowe's balk, with two out, Rashi's grounder caroms off Lowe's leg into short right field. Woodling scores and the Yanks take a 2-1 lead. Mickey Mantle is up in the Yankee eight. There she goes, another home run into the lower left center field stand. It's a drive that travels a terrific distance, especially for a left-handed hitter. The score, Yanks three, Dodgers one. With one away in the Dodger eighth, Snyder steps up to wallop his fourth home run of the series and his second today, and the score is 3-2 Yanks. After Robinson is out, Shuba doubles. Allie Reynolds comes in for Rashi. The pitch he throws to Campanella is a wide sweeping curve for strike three. When Cox is thrown out by McDougal to end the Dodger ninth, the 3-2 Yankee victory forces the Diamond Classic to the full string of seven games as the Yankees come from behind again to tie up the series. This is it. 
the seventh and final game in a battle that has been a natural for high drama. For the Dodgers, it's the second time they've forced their opponents down to the wire. Baseball personalities join the fans in breath-baiting interest in the final contest. Mr. and Mrs. Dan Topping are here. He's president of the Yankees. On the field, Ed Lopat warms up for his second start, while Dodger Joe Black, who has split with one victory and one defeat, is back again. Action in the Yankee fourth brings Rizzuto to the plate. He doubles to the left field corner. And moves to third on Mantle's ground ball. Dependable Johnny Mize lines a base hit to left field. To score Rizzuto and the Yankees take a one to nothing lead in the payoff battle. In the Dodger fourth, Snyder singles to right field. And Jackie Robinson beats out a bunt down the third baseline. Campanella repeats the trick with another perfect bunt in the same direction. Yankee manager Stengel replaces Lopat with Reynolds who has made three previous appearances in this series. Hodges hits a line at a woodling. And after the catch, Snyder scores. And once again, the classic is tied up at one and one. But the Yanks untie the game in the fifth with Gene Woodling's homer over the right field screen. The Dodgers fifth. One man out. Billy Cox doubles to the right center field wall. Reese follows with a line single to left, scoring Cox. And there's another tie score. Two and two. The sixth inning, one away. It's the young Yankee star, Mickey Mantle, at the plate. He swings and clouts a home run over the right field wall into Bedford Avenue to send the Yanks into a 3-2 lead in this seesaw battle for the championship of the world. Myers follows with a base hit to right, and manager Charlie Dressen replaces Black with his cagey left-hander, Preacher Rowe. After the bases were loaded, Martin flies to Snyder to end the Yankees' sixth, and Rowe has saved his team from further trouble in this inning. In the Yankees' seventh, McDougal is on second with two outs. It's Mantle batting right-handed this time. And again he hits. It's a single to left, scoring McDougal with an all-important insurance run. The score is 4-2, Yanks. Manager Stengel sends Vic Rashi into pitch in the Dodger seventh. Furilla walks. And with one out, Huck singles to right. Then Reese walks to fill the bases. 
And that was all for Rashi. Lefty Bob Kazava replaces him. He was called in in a similar clutch in the last game of the 1951 series. Snyder, working Kazava to a 3-2 count, pops to McDougal. With two out and the bases loaded, Robinson swings and hits a windblown fly to the infield, which Billy Martin races in for and catches on the dead run for one of the most sensational plays of the entire series. Let's have another look at this all-important play in its complete action. This ends the inning for the Dodgers with a score still 4-2 Yanks. Carl Erskine pitched the eighth and ninth innings against the Yanks, allowing one hit and no runs. The Dodgers ninth. Bobby Morgan is sent up to bat for Erskine and flies to Woodland. Martin throws out Cox and is two away. When Reese flies to Woodling, it was another World Series scout for the Yankees, four to two. And they take the championship four games to three in a classic series that baseball fans will never quit talking about. Bob Kozava, who pitched the final two and two-thirds innings, is surrounded by his jubilant teammates in admiration of his courageous clutch pitching. The National League champions fought it out all the way in a hard-hitting seesaw battle where in many spots a single base hit could have changed the balance of victory. Proud Casey Stengel has managed the Yankees to four consecutive world championships to match the record of former Yankee manager Joe McCarthy. And as the crowds pour out of Ebbets Field to close the 1952 baseball season, they talk of young stars and veteran players who have combined to make this World Series one of the most brilliant and exciting in diamond history. Thank you.